Ready or not, Easter is here. Every year, Easter comes for those of us who follow the teachings of Jesus, who have read and sung and reflected and prayed. Easter comes for us who have studied and researched and wondered about history and context. Easter is here. This Christian message permeates our social language and our context. And every year, we return to this mystery of the teacher who was tortured and executed and whose rebirth defied the natural order of life and death. Easter is here, ready or not. And we would never be the same again. I take that to heart as I prepare for Easter in a way that is so different than for Christmas. I'm going to say there's moments when Christmas is a relatively easy venture, wonderful music, celebrating the new birth, and on and on. With Easter, so many theologies and expectations show up amongst the Unitarian Universalists. It's not merely the difference between scripture or not scripture, uh, traditional music or non-traditional music. There are so many theologies and existential questions among us. And in my experience as a minister, Easter is deeply complex. It's, it is its own parable that will never be fully known because it never can be fully known. I have to rediscover Easter every time in order to fulfill my commitment to you as a minister. I invite us for this year to let Easter be personal. Easter is relived as the struggle of one teacher who offers this message of radical love as a community has been formed that is inspired by that message and the pain and loss that comes when those in power find that message too dangerous to be allowed to live. For this moment, we bring the added grief of making our way and making meaning through uh, the second Easter of the pandemic. We are practicing, still, we practice separation as an act of love. We watch leaders who have been torn between conflicting motivations around public health and financial interest. And we have gone through the denial that this really is that bad, even when so many still die every day, when hundreds of thousands of people have been lost. We are still observing, seeing the true impact of the economic and the racial disparities showing up from who was getting sick and still gets sick and who has the highest rates of death and now who is getting the vaccine. And here is Easter in the midst of everything without regard to the rest of the world. Last year, Easter was just way too soon to make sense of everything or of anything, frankly. But this year, 
gosh, this year, some of us are on this verge of bursting forth, unable to hold back after receiving the gift of the vaccine. Even while so many of us remain careful and concerned and protective of ourselves and of our children. And as we watch the numbers of infections and rise again, this Easter, this second celebration of the renewal of the triumph of life over death is far more complicated than the previous. The world, the world will not be what it once was. I know there's this, this push towards normalcy, whatever that might mean. But we are not the same as who we were a year ago or the year before that. And the question is how to respond. How shall we be different, even as we are on this forming edge of being able to gather in person again? Easter is, we are not meant to leave the same as when we entered it. My colleague, Reverend Kendall Gibbons, reminds me that the essence of Easter is transformation. The essence of Easter is transformation. The flowers and the insects and the creatures that emerge this spring are not the same as last year or the year before, and neither are we. Those expressions of life, those particular embodiments are of the past. For Jesus' followers, the death of their teacher was an end. The death of their teacher was this profound end, as abundant as his message was. But also what was an end, also what was an end was this empty tomb. What was discovered when the women went to go dress him on that morning. The usual course of things is finished. And the response of the community can be to save ourselves. The usual course is at an end. This Easter comes in a moment unlike any in our lifetime. We have a chance to discover what comes next. And I'll say it is entirely fine to begin and to remember that there still remains so much grief and sorrow and devastation. And that's perfectly fine to start there. That the denial of that for the sake of the eagerness of reunion, to let unfinished business remain unfinished will be in part informing how we shape this world to come. Let me say a little bit more about, um, about Jesus' death and that as a loss. Now, 
his terrible death on the cross was likely from suffocation as much as anything related to the battering of his body. His followers would know this. The people familiar with how uh, people were familiar with how the body stopped being able to breathe in the position that it was in on the cross. That small mercy of being allowed to bury him eased only slightly the heartbreak that they could not properly do so, properly care and dress his body um, because the Sabbath was starting. They could not finish this business. They had to leave him alone behind that stone that covered the entrance to the tomb. And when the women returned so early on that first morning that they could, after the Sabbath was done, they didn't know how they were going to get to him. You know, their question, who will roll away the stone for us? So that was one form of their fear. But then that changed again when they came to the tomb and had found it open, had found the stone was in fact rolled away. So their questions became an entirely different direction of would the body be there? Would it have been mistreated? Would it have been secretly disposed of by the authorities? Would the grief be further compounded by not being able to take care of this precious person themselves? There had been this beautiful message of a new world, of God's love for them of welcoming the stranger and the neighbor, of turning the tables on the world and naming what mattered most. Did that message disappear when Jesus breathed his last? Would this new day, this new day become only betrayal and suffering and death? So, what do the women find? They find a fear of a different kind. They are bewildered. But then there is this messenger who confirms what had been, at least, that Jesus had been there. And then this messenger goes on to answer an entirely different direction, to say, he is risen, that Jesus is risen. And so the women are turned yet again into what if this message is not gone? What if this message somehow lives? There is this messenger in such a, a matter-of-fact way confirming that something endures on the other side of oblivion. So what about us? What about this Easter morning? in a world that still holds a pandemic and illness and death and still holds the economic and the heartbreak and the grief of the impact from it. What about us? How might we rise again to make a new world? What is the next part of the path that is not the same path that we would have been on? The world has fallen apart before. 
It certainly has in smaller ways, in lots of different ways throughout history. But this one is so much more acute because of the speed of the transmission of the disease and the impact. Perhaps what helps us in this going forth is that the first lesson to remember that we learned a while ago and keep relearning again and again. The first lesson is there truly is no separation, no effective physical walls that keep one set of humans apart from another. Not really. That illusion keeps being shattered again and again when it comes to the human condition. We are separated physically, probably, often, and yet we remain touched by each other. We remain connected. What also is true is the depth of love and compassion and our willingness to help and serve. So much has shown up in this last year, in these last several years, for so many reasons. It is creative and imaginative, but also simply a willingness. Simply, we are moved by all that is around us to do something. And the forces of empire, whether Roman or otherwise, old or new, do not understand. Do not understand this connection, this value of human life, that each of us matters, truly. The forces of empire do not understand this, that we are called to each other. Our response is how we share, how we work together to build a common good, how to renew the world in the image of which we dream. This is a new opportunity to live as if we are in this together, because in fact we are. Our universalist forebears reminded of the, reminds us of this long ago in saying that, that the love that is proclaimed by Jesus in the scriptures, this transformation, is at the core of the Easter message. This renewal and rising at Easter doesn't happen because one God with a little g favors one or a few people. This abundance is open to us all. We get to offer our co-creative response to this gift. Yes, we name the loss. We have lost beloved friends and family and elders. And further, our hearts break because of the lives that, that didn't get tended to in the course of the pandemic, as well as how oppression leads to the pre-existing conditions of so many of our bodies that further weakened us and made us more susceptible to illness and to death. We, we get a chance to remember all of these things as being present with us, 
and then make a choice. Easter begins with tears. Let that be the case. It is okay to feel sad and lost in this moment, to lament and mourn and rail against the awfulness. And, and at Easter, as the stone has been rolled away, as the messenger said, there is still life. Somewhere there is a source that says, rise. Rise again. The exact meaning may not be clear, and not for a long time, but new life. New life is possible. From the last verse of the hymn, Amazing Grace, to the tune of House of the Rising Sun. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we'd first begun. Whether we've been here for a year or 10 years or will be for 10,000 years, it still rings true. We've no less of an opportunity, no less heart, no less possibility to do this rebuilding and create our co-creation with each other and with the world to reconnect, to renew. Remember what we have left behind. Honor, honor all that is within us and around us in all the complexity of life. And to ask ourselves, and I look forward to this answer, what will we do to fulfill the gift of life, to honor the grace of existing in this time and in this age? We get to rebuild our faith, reconstitute it in a human response to a shattered world. Easter is here. And the rest is up to us. Amen.